Welcome to Hidden Agenda. Come on in. Come on in. Hey, my lovely gems. Happy Friday. I hope that you guys are doing well. Today is Earned Income Tax Credit Awareness Day, and it's also Thank a Plugin Developer Day. So that's um, sparked from WordPress, which is the software that Hidden Agenda uses for its blogs. I know um, even a lot of radio stations use uh, WordPress. So a lot of times when you see blogs, um, it's from WordPress. And um, we have to use plugins. So that's really neat that today is Thank a Plugin Developer Day. So thank you. If you're a plugin developer um, and even the app developers, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, y'all, so let's let's skip all the small talk. Breaking news came in this morning. Um, according to Daily Mail, a Pittsburgh bridge with two lanes collapsed just hours before President Biden visits um, the city to promote his trillion dollar infrastructure. The catastrophe was located in the city's Frick Park neighborhood and the bridge collapsed sometime around 7 a.m. this morning. Several cars and a Port Authority bus that were transporting three passengers um, along with the driver were involved in the accident. A picture shows um, a car dangling off the bridge on the edge. Ten people so far have reported non-life-threatening injuries where three were taken to the hospital, mm-hmm. according to Pittsburgh Bureau of Fire Chief Daryl Jones. Rescuers formed a human chain, you guys, mm-hmm. to save the lives of the victims. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, so far there are no life-threatening... Um, and- Um, so I'm glad that everything is okay. As far as I know, I think the president still went, um, but it seems like he definitely dodged a bullet, right? So I'm glad that there were no um, deaths, you know what I mean, involved in that. But yeah, so that's really, really scary. And that's that's unbelievable that nobody was like seriously hurt behind that. So um, you guys, so... You know, Kanye is always trending here lately. He's always got something up his sleeve ever since Kim Kardashian has not been uh, responding to any of his advances. Um, Poor Ye. He he just doesn't know what to do with himself. You know, since losing his wife, he tried asking her to come back home in a public forum um, at the Larry Hoover concert. He prayed about it at Thanksgiving dinner. And when that didn't work, he bought the house next door to her. When Kim Kardashian didn't flinch, um, and more and more pics of her and her boyfriend surfaced the web. Um, he went and got him a girlfriend. He's now dating Julia Fox. 
And um, so now he he's flaunting her, taking pics and having his cameramen take pics of them and taking her to um, Fashion Week in Paris and doing these, you know, extravagant dates. You know, it just seems like Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, they have a genuine um, you know, chemistry. At first I wasn't feeling it, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. At first I was not feeling Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson because of the age gap for one. I felt like he was just gonna be playing games with her. I felt like cause you know, when you come out of a serious relationship like that, a marriage or you know, a serious relationship, that first person that you deal with is almost like the first love all over again, right? And so some people consider that to be a rebound. And Kim is a mom with four kids. He has none. He has none, and he's never been married. On top of the age difference. That's where my mind was with it. You know what I'm saying? But the more and more we see them, the more and more dates, like the other day, they had dinner together. Um, and Khloe Kardashian joined them as well. No, no, no. Did she? I know she joined them for dinner. I'm not sure if it was at Jeff Bezos' house or not. But yeah, like, um, so Kim and Pete... Um, had dinner at Jeff Bezos house, um, his, at his LA home the other day. So like they, their date nights are like turning all the way up. Okay. They, they have turned their date nights all the way up. Um, they just got back what a couple weeks ago from the Bahamas. They went on vacation together. Um, you know, they're just always at this point, like being seen together. I, I guess it's going to be like, you know, you see one, you see the other at this point. Cause they are being seen together a lot. We see them waking up together in hotels. We see them at each other's house. We see them, you know, going out to breakfast together in the morning. They go there in one state one minute, and then next thing you know, they're in another together. So um, I'm interested to see how this is, you know, going to play out. Like I said, it's it was a little bizarre to me. Um, they just seem to be from two different spectrums, right? You know, he's got the black nail polish and, you know, Kim just seems to be a little more conservative, you know, I don't know y'all. So, Hey, they're still doing their thing. They're still hanging in there. Um, I think they've been dating now since what around October ish. So what's that? October, November, December, January. So this is what coming up on four months, maybe five at the most. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, you know what happens, but Kanye is clearly not happy about her new uh love and with his antics you know she's just not budging she didn't budge at the larry hoover concert she didn't budge when he bought the house next door to her so then um she didn't budge when he got a new girlfriend and as a matter of fact she even said that because um julia fox said that she had you know was always a fan of the kardashians and she hopes that you know they can you know pretty much kind of like have a blended family you know and um, just kind of like have a new normal, like it'll be great if they could like be friends. And Kim Kardashian said, that's cool. She's cool with that. So I don't think that was the response to Kanye. I think Kanye wanted to kind of stir up, you know, to get a reaction, right? Obviously out of Kim. And so he's not getting it. So, you know, she and Pete are just continuing to like laugh at his ass. Then he came out, what was that last week, week before last with the track featuring the game, um, saying that he was gonna kick, um, Pete Davidson's ass, and, um, they laughed about that, so now, according to OK Magazine, he is now spreading rumors about the SNL cast members saying that he has AIDS, y'all, 
Okay, TMZ reported that an insider of Pete Davidson's claimed earlier this week that DJ Academics told them, quote, Kanye's been telling everybody within earshot that Davidson has AIDS. Um, now, see, Jims, he's going to mess around and catch a Tasha K out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? He's going to catch a case because that is defamation of character. And, like, he's really pushing the envelope now at this point. Like, bro, we get that you're hurt. Right. We get that you butt hurt. You're not happy, but you're going to have to figure out another way to deal with this. Like get you some therapy. You know, ever since his mom passed away, he just has not been right. And I love Kanye. You know what I mean? I respect him a lot. He's he's brilliant. Um, he can definitely make music. Obviously, that goes without saying. You know what I mean? Um, he's a great businessman. He's a you know, and I really respect the fact that he's a family man. You know, he really, really loves his children. Um but he's going to mess around and catch a case because you cannot go around saying that somebody has AIDS and we all, we definitely going to talk about the Tasha K and Cardi B situation after this. I probably should have talked about that first and kind of like led in with this, but anyway, here we are. So, um, so the insider also quoted that, um, he's constantly making lewd jokes about Kim's appearance now. So he hadn't, he, he doesn't stop at, at Pete Davidson. He's also coming for Kim Kardashian's appearance, according to the insider, um, saying that he's constantly making lewd jokes about her appearance and doing cruel impersonations of her whiny voice. Um, so it seems like Kanye can be verbally abusive. Um, hearsay is that when he dated Amber Rose, he said cruel and mean things about her as well, which is why, um, an old 2015 tweet of hers has been trending that said, quote, I'll leave that up to the car trashians, which she used to refer to them as she said, I'll leave that up to the car trashians to humiliate you when they're done with you. So since the breakup has happened between Kim and Kanye, this tweet has resurfaced, um, according to page six on Sunday, the slut Walker founder addressed the quote unquote immature tweet, um, in which she referred to the family as the Kardashian, saying neither Kim Kardashian nor her sisters deserve her comment. Um, she quoted, man, fuck that old ass tweet. She wrote on her Instagram story. I never got an apology for his 30 showers comment, but fuck it. I started my slut walk and helped millions of women around the world stand up for themselves against slut shaming. So something amazing came out of it. She continues to quote, Kim nor her sisters deserve that tweet and y'all shouldn't co-sign it either. Shit was old and immature of me to involve the Kardashians in the mess he made. Uh, Rose 38 added of her response to a 2015 interview in which the Jesus Walker rapper 4844 said um, he needed to take 30 showers after dating Rose in order to get with Kim, um, who is now his estranged wife. Um, she continued to quote, moving forward, learn from my mistakes. The model continued. Uh, she says, we all have kids and family and family's life is hard enough right now for a lot of people. I just want to spread love and positivity in quote. See when she said that in 2015, see a lot of times the universe has a way, especially when we ask for divine guidance, right? She probably had no clue that what she was saying would come to pass. I mean, and not saying that Kim Kardashian is, you know, throwing him away or whatever, but you know, she probably had no clue that, you know, he would be end up getting hurt um, in his marriage the way that he is. Unfortunately, right? Um, I pray that Kanye, you know, gets some help and I pray for his healing. Seriously, I really, really do. I mean, nobody wants to be heartbroken, you know. Um, nobody wants to um 
you know, have a failed uh, marriage, right? So, um, so yeah. So, you know, um, Amber Rose, you know, says y'all need to cut it out. Stop spreading, you know, that narrative. She says it's old news and she's in a whole new mind frame at this point. And, you know, and we all should be too, y'all. So moving forward, you guys. So tonight, um, the control hit maker, Janet Jackson, she has a two-part documentary that premieres tonight on Lifetime and A&E. Um, the first part will air tonight, which is Friday. And then the second part will air tomorrow, Saturday. Um, it opens with the pop star and a camera crew touring the singer's hometown of Gary, Indiana, a place she hasn't visited since she was eight years old. Um, the, uh, a producer quotes, um, in the documentary, you've been very private about your personal life up until now. Um, he says, why did you want to do this documentary? And Janet responds, um, it's just something that needs to be done. And Janet says, goes on to say, you've had someone write this unauthorized biography or someone else, um, do something or they'll do a movie. She says, I had someone write this unauthorized biography or someone else do something or they'll do a movie. And it's, she trails off. She doesn't finish the thought because she spots a gigantic black and white mural of her brothers on the side of a building. Um, it's an image she's never seen before. The looming portrait features Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, and Marlon with their eyes tilted towards the heavens while Michael looks straight ahead she says oh i love that um tearing up while the camera lingers on the star naturally the documentary begins with the success of janet's older brothers we learn how the jackson five came to prominence how how janet emerged in the group's shadow and then later excelled as a pop act in her own right but joe's appalling behavior towards his children which has been well documented is glossed over she quotes my parents disciplined all of us but that's how we as a people raised our kids janet says a quote that comes immediately after the memorable scene in which the singer's Good Times character, Penny Gordon, opens up about the abuse she received from her fictional mother and is subsequently adopted by Walona Woods, um, who was Janet Du Bois. Rest in peace to her. Um, both Janet and Randy seem to delicately dance around how strange their childhood was. And for a supposed all, uh, tell-all, it leaves you wondering what footage may have been left on the cutting room floor, especially since the documentary was filmed over the course of five years. Janet quotes, discipline without love is tyranny and tyrants. They were not, Janet says. She also goes on to quote, they just loved us and wanted us to be the best that we could possibly be. Obviously, it worked, end quote. So people need to stop trying to push people to talk about trauma if they don't want to talk about it, right? I mean, and I get the fact that, you know, when you're in the limelight and when you're a celebrity, um, you know, you do have an obligation to be uh, transparent to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, we have to uh, respect people's privacy and respect people's boundaries as well. So if she doesn't want to talk about it, she doesn't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, and honestly, I agree with her. Discipline without love is tyranny. And, you know, people choose to discipline their children. I feel like as long as they are not, um, you know, purposely hurting a child, as long as the purpose of you spanking or however you discipline is to actually discipline I don't see anything wrong with it, but to each his own. You know, I personally try not to hit my kids. Have I um, spanked my children? Of course I have. Um, and I do, right? Um, 
you know, if, if the, if the moment calls for it, but yeah, generally I try not to, right. I try to like make that a last resort. Um, but you know, this life does not come like Charlemagne, the God said, this life doesn't come with a manual. We are all trying to do this thing. We all trying to learn this thing, um, and get through this thing the best that we possibly can. So Kudos to Janet for that. And um, I'm looking forward to watching that, you guys. So again, it's going to be on Lifetime and A&E tonight. Um, So you guys, Cardi B and Tasha K, y'all. Finally, 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 this thing has dragged out and dragged on since 2019. The trial lasted about, what, a little over a week, I believe. Um, But the legal battle is finally over since Tasha K. Um spewed lies about Cardi saying that she had herpes and was a prostitute and all this other kind of stuff. So, um, it has been ordered that Tasha K, Tasha K is a blogger. Um, you guys, in case you didn't know, Tasha K, she's being ordered to pay the rapper $4 million over the defamation lawsuit. Um, Cardi, along with her attorneys, Lisa Moore, Sarah Matt, and William Pigoet, um, sued the blogger in 2019 for saying that she contracted herpes, was on drugs, and cheated on her husband. Um, it got so egregious that Cardi B ended up having to submit her medical records to the court to prove that Tasha K spewed lies on her. The up and stuck hitmaker later admitted that this whole situation garnered suicidal thoughts, in addition to not even having the urge to be intimate with her husband due to, due to the stress. Um, the legal matter took on her and her family. Tasha K admitted, uh, she did it to get views, likes, and money. So people would click on her merch while she admitted she put the false state, uh, headline near the merch link for financial gain. But the messy blogger then tried to recant on those statements saying she was a media analyst and she presents the news and that she didn't lie during the trial. Um, I personally watched other YouTube bloggers speak on the court hearing, some of whom were actually in the decal Atlanta courtroom. And the feedback was that, um, the normally loud mouth poised and confident, uh, Tasha K fell under the radar, stuttering, being absent minded. The lawyers and judges had to continuously ask Tasha K to speak up. In addition to having to continuously repeat questions to her as she appeared oblivious to a lot of the questioning from the prosecutors and opposing attorneys. It even came to a point in the trial that Tasha K and her team were close to a mistrial, seemingly intentionally trying to get the trial to result in the mistrial after she and her lawyers attempted to submit video footage that was not initially presented in exhibit. Um, nonetheless, Tasha K lost, and this is what she had to say. Four years fighting this conspiracy case have been extremely challenging, and yet I wouldn't change a single thing about any of it. I've learned so much. Every moment was incredibly powerful and insightful. The verdict handed down on Monday was no shock to myself, my husband, or my legal team. We are prepared and we were prepared for this challenge from the beginning. Prepare for the worst, as we said. 
We called bluff against a machine that wanted to bully me for not wavering from my personal beliefs. A machine that has corporate interests to protect prostitution, drug use, promiscuity, and to glorify the violence that wrecks havoc on our society and in our neighborhoods. And to glorify it's sold to our children as the it factor. This machine, this thing, secured an extremely prejudicial verdict against myself and my company solely off of sympathy and payola. Asking me to redact the real reason as to why I was reporting on the issues at hand and succeeded in making me out to be an angry and malicious woman. This is a real business. I am a wife of 17 years, a mother to a beautiful 15-year-old girl who's an honor student and a two-year-old son. My platform creates news and sheds light on the issues going on in our society. My First Amendment right poses a threat to the machine's sole intention to mislead the public with caricatures built on violence, selling sex, and images of a denounced stereotype. Look at Chicago and L.A. and various other cities that can't even sit in their own living room and braid their kids' hair without worrying about bullets flying through and killing their children. My First Amendment right was painted to the public and courts as a bully, vile, and malicious towards a machine that glorifies a lifestyle meant to serve as modern-day genocide on our people. A machine that clearly influences our children on how to kill, sell their bodies, and more. You can't bully someone or something that takes pride in painting our children and teaching our children to be degenerates. And if you are a public figure that pushes this image and this lifestyle for likes and views and a way to make money in our society, then I and we have the duty to exercise our First Amendment right as traditional media and new age digital media analysts to say, no, this ain't it. This is not defamation or invasion of privacy when these machines have pushed this lifestyle on us for profit. This ain't about $4 million. This machine never wanted my money. They wanted to shut down my company in order to protect their assets that glorify this reckless and dangerous lifestyle pushed on us and our children. It was about someone demanding that I respect and give respect to something that has never earned my respect. This is about changing the trajectory of how things have been done in Hollywood for over a century. There are no more gatekeepers, no more red tape, no more waiting to be picked and told what you have to do. If we simply believe in ourselves and our God-given right to live our lives purposeful and don't allow our gifts to die with us, we all hold the key to change. New age digital media such as myself and traditional media, we exercise our First Amendment right to publish 
our opinions and facts concerning these caricatures of stereotypes pushed in our homes and into our society, and we are just supposed to accept it because there's money on the table? No. Absolutely not. This case was meant to drain me financially, and it did not. And send a message to anyone who thinks they have the right to challenge a machine that protects their corporate interests. We knew this case. We knew why this case didn't go our way. Our First Amendment right was intentionally hindered from the moment the case was filed. My company and I have built a platform that has been stamped over and over by traditional media and most importantly, my viewers, you all. I have broken hundreds of stories on this platform from the moment I started recording videos in my guest bedroom back in 2015 while working at Seasons 52 as a server. I know y'all maybe think this is over, but no, this is just the beginning. I will spend as many years as I can to protect our right to voice our opinions and facts on these images that are sold and pushed on us. The appeal process has already started and we intend to expose every conspiracy against me, my company, and my family. I was supposed to be destroyed a long time ago, but it did not happen. I am still here. We are still here. This machine tried to squeeze us for everything, but God said otherwise and blessed us with much, much more. We have built this platform video by video from my guest bedroom back in 2015, coupled with the best and most creative eyes and hands in production, my husband, my backbone. And he is the only man that encouraged me to fight this case from the beginning. My case will set a precedent for all future media and we intend to fight until the truth is out. There was no defamation, no invasion of privacy, and suicidal thoughts, and we proved that with sufficient factual evidence. In court, my lawyers taught me about preserving the record so that it's noted for the future. Well, this is me right now preserving the record. We will fight no matter the cost or length even if this takes years, I spent 11 years building this platform to serve as a leader in media. Media is a power, fighting machines with endless money protecting their investments. My husband has spent over 20 years working in production. We have over 1 million viewers and hundreds of millions of viewers and most who have been with us since the very beginning. I love y'all so much for that. Y'all built me, and y'all are the only ones who can take away the viewers. I show my gratitude and appreciation by fighting for this priceless gift. You have gifted my family and me and the right to exercise our freedom of speech as human beings. Kiwi Studios is a household name unwind with Tasha K. It's just one of the subsidiaries, and we intend to break out many more. Although the court hasn't instructed us to take the videos down, I've always said that I will comply with any court or jury. The videos have been taken down to show good faith to the courts because I respect the courts. We respect the courts. 
This machine has tried to have me arrested, threatened my life, and created a fake narrative about me. And I want you to ask yourself this. Why does the federal government subpoena my work on this channel if it's fake news? Why do state police departments request my videos for their cases? Why do media sites all over the world quote my work, our work? I want better for this, for us, and I live that better. Everything I represent, marriage, two-parent household, and working for every dime I make without harming the next person to get there. I create videos including humor and truth to take us out of depression and get our minds off of sickness and financial burdens. And no machine will ever stop me. I get your emails daily encouraging me to keep going and I love y'all so much for that. For accepting me as me. This trial was purely sympathy and payola to protect corporate interests and we intend to take this all the way to the Supreme Court if need be. This is my life and I will spend my life fighting for my livelihood and our First Amendment right as human beings. Dozens of major media outlets, the New York Times, Associated Press, Billboard, etc. have requested comments. And I've asked my lawyers to inform you all on our appeal process every step of the way. And I want to thank the winos. And before I go, I saw that there were a few fundraisers that were started under my name. We did not create those, nor do we need those, and nor will we ever create a fundraiser for anything. And with that being said, I want you guys to report them if you see them. We have reported a few, but obviously dozens are popping up to scam under our company. Signing off, Winos, we will be back. <clears throat> we will be back serving exclusive wine this Friday. And with that being said, now I gotta go. Bye. All right, y'all. So there you have it. There's so many things that we could say in response to this. Um, I'm just not even going to go there, y'all. Leave me a voice comment. Let me know. I'm not even going to read the comments on social media because most people were not trying to hear it. Throw, and um, even because I watched this live, it came on. Um, she went on social media like that Monday. She went on her Instagram, I think that Monday and said that Wednesday at 7 p.m. she was going to present her statement, right? So on Wednesday at 7 p.m., I was right there. And um, even in the chat, like, people were just spamming with, like, throwing tomatoes in the chat at her. And just most people, um, you know, just wasn't trying to hear it because it doesn't make any sense what she's saying for obvious reasons. Um 
But the other gag was that her and her husband were not on the same page in the courtroom. Uh, it seemed like they both dragged each other, blaming the other for the videos of the false news about Cardi not being removed. Um, my thing is, I don't know why she hates Cardi so much. Why do you hate Cardi so much? And my thing is, why do you, you know, she's so adamant about what she did. I don't understand why she's not apologizing. And that's what a lot of people are saying too. Why don't, why are you just not apologizing? I mean, it happens. It happens to people all the time. Um, and it ain't always just about using the word allegedly. You have to really be careful. Um, and I'm learning that as a blogger, right? You have to really, really be careful about the things that you say. Um, you know, you have to credit the source, um, you know, and you just really, you cannot go and go around defaming people's name and saying things about them that are not true or you will pay period. So it seems like she's going to try to drag this out so that she won't have to pay up them coins and see Cardi is so kind hearted. Cardi is so kind hearted. She, her response was, um, her response when it first happened, her Twitter response, she said, um, she said, why am I happy, but sad at the same time? And somebody commented, they said, I think that you are a beautiful black woman mixed with a beautiful Hispanic world. Your child is you, your darling baby girl will look for her first love and the man that mom chose he would be forever her first love you can't stop that you have given her victory today um somebody else says she treated you so miserably and you tried to tell her to stop and she didn't listen that's her fault that's her decision she lost this case because she didn't think you're such a humble person with such a big heart take it easy babes and enjoy this win because you deserve it um and someone else uh reposted a tweet from tasha k that said um, and Tasha K quotes, put this tweet up on 11, 8, 21. She says, I love my lawyers. I ain't going live tonight. We won't discuss Cardi until after our case is over, but when it's over, best believe I will be talking in the car again. We will let the judge and jury lead the way as they always have. And then she put the sunglasses emoji. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, even, you know, Cardi, it's just like, it's unfortunate. I mean, and when I see the picture of these two ladies, I just feel, I feel sad too, because it's like we as black women, we put each other down so bad. And there's this crab, um, crab barrel mentality when it comes to us. Um, and it's just very, very, very unfortunate. I just don't understand why Tasha K is not apologizing. It's really, really simple. Uh, you would think, right? But for some people, I guess it's just, it's, it's really not. Um, but as I was saying, her and her husband like threw each other under the bus in the courtroom. Um, he is the president of Kibi cause Tasha's real name is, um, Tasha Kibi, uh, which is, you know, you know, her husband's last name. And so they have Kibi studio. So like she was saying in her video, you know, he has, uh, he has a production company and uh, it's a subsidi- subsidiary of her um, YouTube and her blog. And so um, the lawyers were asking her husband, since he was the president of the company, why hadn't he taken those videos down about, you know, Cardi B? 
And so um, he basically was like, I'm not the president. I'm the owner. Like he tried to put it off on on his wife. Um, So that was like a gag right there. And like everybody was talking about that. Um, So, yeah, so she's she's going to have to pay the four million, uh, one million for pain and suffering. Another one, another one thousand three hundred and thirty eight, seven hundred and fifty three dollars and forty seven cent in litigation expenses and five hundred thousand for reimbursement for legal fees. Um, she was also asked she was also going to be responsible for two hundred and fifty thousand in the WAP rappers medical fees. But both parties agreed to drop that sum down to twenty five thousand. See, so Cardi is just being so nice. She's being so nice. Um you know, in this situation. So speaking of, um, suicide, you guys, many are still grieving the loss of Regina King's 26 year old son who sadly committed suicide. Uh, since then fans dug up some tweets from Ian, um, Ian Alexander, who, um, you know, kind of showed his darker side in the tweets just five days before his death. Um, he says, you know, that episode of SpongeBob where they go inside his brain and it's a bunch of mini SpongeBob's just losing their SHIT. He says, yeah, that one really hits home End quote, um, in a follow-up tweet, Ian spoke about his relationship with social media and the impact it's had on his mental health sharing quote. I don't think Instagram is healthy for me End quote. News broke on Friday that the 26-year-old DJ and only child of Kings had died just days after celebrating his birthday. Um, The actress confirmed the news to people in a statement revealing, quote, our family is devastated at the deepest level by the loss of Ian. He is such a bright light who cares so deeply about the happiness of others. Our family asked for respectful consideration during this private time. Thank you, end quote. Many of King's friends, family, and colleagues have rallied around her during this devastating time. Um, Kid Cuddy tweeted, quote, my heart hurts for Regina King and her family. God, please watch over them, end quote. The 227 star was extremely bonded with her one and only son, often alongside her on the red carpet at various um, award events. In a birthday tribute to his mother back in 2021, Ian described her as, quote, the greatest gift he could ask for, end quote. He says, to be all that you are while always having the time to be there, love and support me unconditionally is truly remarkable, he went on. The whole Marvel Universe ain't got SHIT on you. You're the real superhero. Love you, mom. This day and every day. Yo day, he wrote. Um... So yeah, really, 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 really sad, you know, um, just, you know, I feel like I grew up with her, you know, watching 227, which is still to this day, um, one of my top favorite, um, sitcoms to watch, you know, so, um, just, you know, my heart really, really breaks for her. Um, that is her only son. Um, I know it's just gotta be crushing even every, even when I think about it, you know, it just, it brings me sadness. Um, you know, especially if you're a mother, you know, you just kind of empathize and just, you know, it's just like, you just can't even imagine, but there's been so many deaths. There's been so many parents, um, burying their children. I know out here in Montgomery County where I live, um, not only have there been a lot of like school shootings, but, um, an 18 year old boy, um, he was his mother's only son and he came up missing. They found his body in a, 
um, in the woods earlier this week. And the mom is just heartbroken. Um, a, a black guy, very handsome, um, you know, his peers and his mom said, you know, he was just kind of like the life of the party. She feels as though he was, had been being bullied, um, and authorities are kind of not really pushing back, but they're questioning that and they're definitely investigating, you know, so just saying, you know, a lot of parents, unfortunately, um, this year already, um, right. We've only st- we just started this year, but already, um, you know, just as a blogger, you know, I get, you know, all kinds of stories that come in every day. And, you know, I just, I, a lot of them, unfortunately are parents burying their children and it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, it, it's really, really heartbreaking. So my heart goes out to her. Um, clearly, you know, there were some red flags, um, leading up to Ian's, um, death. You know, he obviously was battling, um, you know, some, some, some mental anguish, um, you know, as we all do, right. It's just, it hasn't been hard, especially since COVID it's just brought on so many, um, tragedies and, and, and inconveniences and losses, um, and it's just been hard on everybody, a lot of deaths, right? So, um, you know, I definitely get it. And my prayers definitely, definitely just go out to her and all parents, um, you know, who have had to bury their children. Um, so on a lighter note, y'all, Madonna is trending today after she posted a picture on social media with her bubble clappers out. Uh, her back is turned in the picture. So all you see is her backside and she has these fishnets on. Um, social media is doing a unified gasp, so to speak, after the pic went viral. And um, some of the comments says um, it's giving frozen chicken. Somebody else said, wait till 50 cents sees this. Somebody else said, no, ma'am. Um, somebody with a blue check. I don't know who it is, but her name is Eugene, Eugenia Washington. She says, wait, Madonna got a BBL. Um, Nelly even commented, he says, something should just be left covered up. Uh, Lala Milan says, Lord have mercy, uh, in her Mike Tyson voice, uh, too funny. Um, somebody else says she got too much money for her BBL to look like that. Uh, someone else there, a lot of people are mentioning fifties. They said, uh, well, here comes 50 and someone else says 50 cents in three, two, one. Uh, another commenter said giving speed bump y'all. This was just hilarious y'all. So if you get a chance, go on the shade rooms page and you can see the picture. I'm sorry. Uh, you can see the picture and, um, the comments. Uh, so yeah, hopefully her and 50 cent don't have another verbal battle um you guys then christopher maurice brown aka chris brown he is being hit with a 20 million dollar lawsuit you guys by an anonymous jane doe accusing the singer of pretty much harassing her in 2021 while while attending a yacht party um to come to diddy's house which was not far from the yacht that they were partying on in miami she says cb came on pretty strong asking her to come back to diddy's house inviting her into the kitchen she did go she took she took him up on the offer um when they got there uh cb invited her into the kitchen offered her a drink um she claims that shortly after the two drinks that she consumed she began to feel lightheaded and disoriented she says she started to fall in and out of sleep She goes on to say that Brown allegedly led her into a bedroom, 
on the boat and prevented her from leaving before raping her. Um, the singer's team has not issued a formal statement yet, but Brown seemed to respond to the news on Thursday night on Instagram. He quotes, I hope y'all see this pattern of capping whenever I'm releasing music or projects, he wrote. Um, he goes on to say, they, all in caps, try to pull some real bullshit. So, yeah, she says that Chris Brown ejaculated in her, had sex with her, ejaculated in her, and got up and said that he was done. Um, so yeah, so she's suing him for $20 million, you guys, uh, just really, really sad. And unfortunately, I hope that's not true. Um, you know, so you guys, that is all I have for you guys today. I want to thank you so, so much for listening, you guys, and coming on in and coming on in the gym den room, you guys. Um, I hope you guys are going to be having a good weekend. I'm going to have, um, actually we're going to have a black girl magic segment on, um, next week. I'm going to be interviewing a young lady here in DC who, uh, has a, a small business that is booming and she's doing big, big things, you guys. And I cannot wait to introduce her to you all. So we're going to uh, meet her next week. So, um, I'm looking forward to that, you guys, but in the meantime, you guys have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon. Bye.